Yo, BJ Gador with the Get Some Gains podcast. Happy New Year. This is uh, belated. Obviously, it's a little bit late to the, to the Happy New Year game, but we are right now, you would not believe where I am, actually. I'm in a cedar hot tub in the middle of the high desert in Joshua Tree with all the Joshuas, all these Joshua trees around here. Uh, my wife and I have pushed hard the last 12 weeks working most weekends. Personally, I work through Thanksgiving. Christmas and New Year's because that's how the fitness business works. We really want to make sure you guys kicked off to a strong year. But we took this uh, four-day getaway. And uh, my wife, Naomi, is also the creator of the Twisted Mirror podcast. All outlets available. And uh, you gotta you got to listen to that Christmas episode. We'll talk about it briefly. Fucking pardo, man. Yeah. Ortega. I love when you do the authentic Spanish Ortega. mixed in. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, we wanted to jump in. We're actually, this is the, the last morning here of our trip before we could get back to reality and get back to work. But wanted to jump in and wish you Happy New Year. Kind of talk about, uh, you know, 2022, what we expect in 2023. And uh, say hello, Naomi. Hello. You're going to get a little ambient noise. There's going to be a little bit of wind. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be dipping in and out of the hot tub because BJ likes it hot, hot, hot. Look, man, I like it to go 104. I, I like I like it to hurt the first 30 seconds, personally. Yeah, this is something that we've discussed that you need to learn, and I, I fear you won't, but it's that you don't. You only know on or off. Like, you know, we got the Norma text, and there's settings 0 through 10. I don't think you've ever tried anything less than 10. It's either off or it's 10. Yeah, but the thing is, what you don't understand is uh, he's 40. I'm 40 and I'm over 200 pounds, so I need, I need all the heat. I need all the compression to get this big body. I just, I loose. just feel like you always think more is more, more isn't always more. And, and here's my opinion. I think you, you tend to think, oh, a little, a little can work too. No, you need to go high heat. The, th the thing is, the things just melt in here. Things just melt. People, I know. people listening, by the way, are like, the, the people, especially in the Midwest or East Coast right now, they're like, I fucking hate these people. <laughs> well, they probably. They're that's just, prime hot tub. That's prime hot tub location. Well, it is nice when to get that because you know we're getting oh. some wind circulating right now, and it's 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 pretty cool. It's like forties. Yeah, one of my favorite core memories. This was back in the day when we lived in Milwaukee. We went to Kohler. So Kohler, I'm sure people are familiar with Kohler tubs and faucets. They have a town uh, where their headquarters are. Toil toilet town. They call <laughs> it. No, it's it's called Kohler, Wisconsin. Yeah, and. Um, it was initially designed like when they created the town to be one of those towns that everyone worked in, uh, worked at Kohler and then they had this nice idyllic town. And now it's like, there's a spot, there's a luxury resort there and you can tour like, I know it doesn't sound interesting, but it's actually really cool. You can tour their, uh, oh, yeah. like their headquarters where they have all like their latest tech, like these crazy spot, you know, showers that like you only see a million dollar plus houses. Um, but they have a hot tub at the resort and the first night we got there, it was snowing. And we got in the hot tub, and that's just like a you know a good core memory. It was so nice to have the gentle snow coming down, and it wasn't so cold that it was like bitter. It was a nice snow cold, you know. Well, speaking of core memories, that's also when the infamous uh, massage incident went down, oh. where I, I go into I, I, so I was scheduled to get like a contrast like. You, you gotta, I mean, honestly, you gotta check it out. They have quite some amazing amenities, but one of the treatments was they're gonna splash you between hot and cold water on this on this bed. And then they massage you, and um, I come in, and I see the small little towel, and I'm like, okay, that must be for my, my genitals. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down, because they said lay down lay on your belly to start, and I'm going to just, I'm going to put the small little hand towel there. As uh, a barrier. Where, yeah, for, yeah, or as a target where to place my genitals. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, quickly they asked me to roll over, and 
everything was so wet and um, it was difficult for me to keep covered. Let me just put it that well, way. You're missing the key step, which is as anyone who's had a massage knows, the towel or the coverage is supposed to go over. If you're face down, you're supposed to cover your bum. So I can only imagine the shock of the of the uh, worker, the massage therapist, <laughs> when she walks in and she just sees like his untanned white ass just like uh, just resting with like a like a like a baked turkey uh, you know like and and but she handled it well she didn't shame you well to me it was like <laughs> and then also if anyone report like maybe you're staving off a potential like down oh, the man, line the someone's like i try to give bj a massage and he's had his ass out it's like no that was just pure idiocy <laughs> okay <laughs> it well, wasn't malice you're missing for me i was like well they don't want my junk on on their massage yeah, table yeah. so let me let me let me put a barrier between yeah. my so that's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking ass up. No, uh, yeah, that's you the know. thing. That's the irony. You yeah. were trying so hard to be courteous. Oof. And hopefully it doesn't come back. To bite and me. now, <laughs> and now there's someone out there that's like. And then I walked in, and the guy's ass was just out. Yeah. Waiting for me. And those were my huskier days too. <laughs> Less groomed, I think. So maybe hairier ass crack. But anyway, um, actually, they they got quite a view. But yeah, we're out here, man, and it is it is a special place. Like we we've done a couple Joshua Tree getaways. Any of you that ever have a chance to get out here, like with the unique thing, like we, we live in Palm Desert, Palm Springs uh, area, and that's called Low Desert? Yes. So this is the high desert, and this is like truly, because you know, Palm Springs is, is a destination, and this is too, but in a different way, like, you know, resorts and golf, the best golf yeah, yeah. scenes, like golf courses and country clubs and stuff like that. Um, more, more, more populous here. Like this is true, like we are literally in the middle of the desert. In fact, our dog uh, on day day one, of course, uh, jumped into one of these like cactus trees. Yeah. Oh god. And that was a nightmare to have to pull all those out. Um, but yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, and you can really unplug and disconnect. And for me, as someone who has to be so active, marketing on social media, sending out newsletters, uh, answering comments and members on, like it's it's been like a saving grace. So. It's I, rare. It's rare for us to just completely turn off, even on our off days. And I think, I mean, that's a business owner thing. But I think increasingly, even people who just have, you know, W two type jobs, or they go into the office, there's more and more being expected of people to always be available because technology exists that makes you always available. Oh, so yeah. coming out here, the thing I notice immediately is um, whenever we do a trip like this, where the rare time BJ's like, I'm turning off my phone, I'm not looking at anything. He naps like. 10 times that day like you nap so much it's almost as if your body's like understanding it has permission to completely oh shut my off God. and so we'll start watching something in five minutes and i'll look over and he's out once i you know what's happening is i'm getting horizontal yeah danger and then uh, they have this really comfortable day bed here but i put on those normatex whether it's the yeah. hips the legs or the arms and that's soothing compression it just knocks me out. Well, and also the weather here is just that perfectly, it's like 40s, 50s, but it's been overcast and a little, you know, it's that weather that you don't want to get out of, out from under the covers. Yeah. It's soup weather. So it's just perfect napping weather. It's, uh, we don't get that a lot, um, even in the winter in the low desert. The low desert's just warmer. Um, the high desert has is more, like they have snow and stuff. They get their seasons. Um, they don't get as hot in the summer, but they get cold, way colder in the winter. So um, we don't get a lot of that. Like when you, I, listen, I was never a big fan of rainy days necessarily, like a ton of them. But when you don't have them at all, then they become a treat. Oh, yeah. Like we don't have, we, our rainy days is like, oh, look, did you feel that? 
did you feel that speckle of moisture and then occasionally a flash flood <laughs> yeah. where you're like, mm, this is scary. Well, a lot of people come out here too to do like a lot of hiking and stuff. But again, the nature of what I do is anytime I get time off, the last thing I want to do is activity. I want to yeah. sleep. I want to eat. I want to rest. I want to stretch. I want to do hot. And um, so... You know, I mean, this place is, uh, it attracts people who want that, right? Like, people come out here to do shrooms, all the LA. It's a very Instagram-friendly location. Yeah. So you get a lot of people coming out to Hasht the Hashtag vomit. Hashtag vomit. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, oh, it, yeah, it can yeah. be pretty cringy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but. just that's just the way things are now. Um, but it is that kind of environment where people, you know, there's sound baths and stuff out here. You can go meditate. There are beautiful hikes and all that. So, um, But speaking of core memory, our first, this was like, so I've had some pretty fantastic, we've had some pretty fantastic experiences. Like, you oh, know, yeah. we've been in the ocean where dolphins have come relatively close and seals. And um, I remember once walking on a Saturday morning in Malibu, just going for like a morning walk. And for some reason, there were like dozens of dolphin pods that came to close to the shore. So as I'm walking this like mile and a half stretch, there was just these dolphins jumping and jumping and jumping in the so air beautiful. the whole time. It was incredible. Um, but we had one while we were here the first night because we were in the hot tub and it was the other thing you come out here for is stargazing because the, the light pollution is really low. And we just had this beautiful pitch black night and the stars were out. And um, I'd say about like 11 o'clock at night or something, I look over- 1030. Yeah. I look over, it's really dark, but I can see the peak of a mountain range and I see this like orange flame looking thing. And at first I didn't say anything because I was like, oh, maybe maybe someone has like crazy lights in a big mansion up on the mountains or something and it's like causing that glow to cast. And then a few minutes later, I, I see it growing and it's like really, it looks like flames. So then I'm like, hey, BJ, wh what do you think that is over there? And we had just seen this movie. What is it called? Don't Look Up. No, not Don't Look Up. The one about the ski resort. Oh, Avil I Oh, uh, but don't look up. They remind me of don't look up. Oh, it did. Yeah, sure. But, but this, it's with Will Ferrell and um, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, from Seinfeld. They're and, on a uh, ski. This is not giving anything away because it's the plot of the movie. Um, but the the whole premise of the movie is this, in quotations, avalanche comes towards the family at a ski resort and the dad runs away. He doesn't like, and it's more complicated than that, but he runs away. and He, then, he saves himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, the whole thing is the implication to the family, like now how they look at him, because when that moment happened, they, um, you know, he left them. Now, the whole thing, what happened, what I thought was real realistic about the way it was captured is a lot of times, often in situations that are like panic inducing, we freeze, right? Because we don't want to look like the person who's overreacting, right? Because it could be nothing. And then you're this hysterical person that was screaming yes. and running away, right? So a lot of us tend to just stand there and wait for things to actually go terribly before we make the decision, which could be too late. So we, we had that primer in our minds and I'm looking at this mountain and I'm like, why does this flame keep growing? And, and, and now it's starting to speed up and you're starting to, we start talking about the movie and we're like, well, should we go in? What is this? Like, is this a world ending event? Is there a meteor? Is there a fire coming over? And we kind of were like, well, you know what? If, if it's something that big, the, oh, what it looks it's, like, it's beyond too we late. We might as well just stay in the it's hot beyond tub. too late, yeah. <laughs> the house isn't gonna do anything for us. Um, let's just, we'll just burn out here. Um, so we're sitting and then eventually it crests enough that we're like, oh my God, it's the moon. So the moon is rising like this orange fiery moon. Um, and it's starting to come up and it's got those wispy clouds. It looks like a Halloween special. And we're just like, oh my God. Cause it's like the most beautiful thing we've ever seen. And then yep. hundreds of coyotes start going insane. Like 
throughout the mountain range. So the moon is starting to rise in this wispy clouds and it's just like this beautiful haunting thing. And all around us, the echoes of coyotes cackling and howling at each other. It was like straight out of a movie. The only thing missing was uh, Robert Pattinson. Yes, but no, then it, then it clicked. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. But I'm like, oh, that's why people believed in werewolves. Yeah. Because I would have believed in werewolves. Like, had that happened, I'd have been like, okay, something's going on out there. They're transforming. The moon, they, it's time, it was timed with the moon. Literally, as the moon was rising, they all came out to just start going ballistic. I'm such an um, idiot. I just assumed the moon just started high in the sky. <laughs> I didn't know it actually rose up well, like that. Well, that. that's the thing. It's like, I know the moon rotates. Like, like I, So technically, it should do that. But it just so happens that every time I look up, the moon's there. Yeah, I mean, no, that was something. That was something else. I'll never forget it. I will never forget and the, the way that And the flaming orange color of it, right over the horizon of that mountain that we're looking yeah, at right but now. No, really, the coyotes going like we just went bullet. We went ballistic because we were like, oh my god, this is like this is out of a horror movie. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. And uh, again, one of the other unique features out here, man, you really can just uh, the nights here are incredible. Uh, getting what do you get like a little campsite fire or. Uh, Again, it's a bucket list place to go when you're trying to unplug and get away, and I just can't recommend it enough. And we really lucked out by finding a place here that has, like, a huge backyard, hammocks, uh, fire pit, cedar hot tub, which, by the way, hits different. The cedar That's hot tub. Hot. And by the way, you don't want to know what went down in this hot tub on night one. Oh, my God. Uncle Baby, I don't, I don't Uncle baby got about. frisky. I don't know what you're talking Uncle about. Uncle Baby got frisky. I don't know. You, you mean that you ate? Like Antoine in the hot, <laughs> you ate like a six foot sub in the hot. Oh, well, right now I've got coffee. I've got G Zero. I'm fully equipped here, but um. But I feel like we're just. It sounds like the Joshua Tree Council <laughs> hired us to advertise for them, but no, I mean it's just it's just a legit place for us. It's really convenient um, because we can drive here in an hour. So you know, some people in the East Coast, this is like a big deal trip. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a big trip for you that you would probably spend more than four days out here. But, but this is one of the cool cool places. Yeah. That but I mean, the point being that most of us are within maybe an hour or two drive from something really cool that can allow us to escape financials permitting and all that. Yeah. And it's really important to it's sometimes like I find myself, um, you know, you get into a routine and it's not like it's almost like it's stressful to plan the vacation. Like You don't want to get out of your routine, um, but you have to kind of like force yourself because oh, yeah. that's when you realize, oh, I really did need this. Um, that, I guess that's the whole thing about a rut is ruts are very comfortable in a weird way, even when they're like stressful or when there's a lot going on. And um, these little getaways are perfect because they're just enough to, we go so hard on them that we're ready to get back. Oh yeah. When we get back. And I mean, I'm obviously an advocate for longer vacations, but we just like to do these little ones more regularly. And then, you know, the big ones are not as regular, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been great. And when you run a business like we do, a lot of times you don't take the time to celebrate the wins yeah. or the achievement. We're, we're celebrating right now, man. We had an amazing 2022, especially coming off of 2021, which was a very tough year for the business. Um, 2022, yeah, we, we basically just, we rebuilt it from the ground up. And uh, I think even more importantly, I guess since this is a New Year podcast, belated, we should talk about this, but we've also worked on ourselves like transformed ourselves in many ways and that was the big thing the past couple of years um and I think a lot of people probably went through that you have to take stock because you know we went through a world wide transformative event oh, damn, you yeah. know um and so it wasn't just working on the business because if you're not doing things the right way you're just going to burn out again or you're just going to keep making the same mistakes so we did a lot of 
you know, introspection, yeah. I would say. I mean, but this this end of year, the quarter four, I, I I don't remember the last time I've worked at a clip like that. Uh, where like, I, I, you remember how mad you were at me on Thanksgiving when I'm work, I was working most of Thanksgiving? Yeah, I was. You were very upset. But I had I had I had all these yeah, things I, I had to it. get in done in place to make sure. And by the way, like this is the best launch we've ever had to our New Year Fitness programs because uh, you know those that aren't members, <laughs> you're missing out. The production value, uh, we, we the imagery, the edits, the programming, um, everything that we did to kind of uh, just make make this bigger and better and and a better user experience. Like to see it all come together and. Uh, you know, now I've, I've got what well, was a real challenge too for me. Uh, p part of the trauma of, of having worked at Men's Health is like, I never wanted to work with people again. Like I'm, I'm gonna do it all myself. So I, I have like uh, all the video editing, all the, I, I still have to do all, a lot of video editing. I, I still do most of the social media vid video editing, but designing images, like, you know what I'm talking, you do this yeah. for your podcast. Like you do all these things, um, and you just can't get enough done and you burn out. And um, I realized, okay, I gotta, I gotta keep building my team. You know, I've got uh, someone in Romania now who does our membership edits. Um, who's also a member. Who is, who's also a member. Um, and then I've got someone in the Philippines who designs our images. And then obviously Chris Warren, shout out to C-Dubs, uh, who is filming for us to allow, just to improve that and then let Naomi not have to deal with, with that side of things. But, the, the stress of because the thing is when you got people uh wor working for with you you've got to like be super cognizant of their time and you organize with your time exactly That's you got to get things to them ahead of time you can't expect them to get things done at the last minute so the stress of that was brutal um but like most things uh pressure does make diamonds and i, and I knew if we just got through this block of time uh from a fitness business standpoint because we do have trainers listening like um, if you don't have a good December, January, uh, your whole year is fucked. So, uh, and I, I did make that mistake at one point, uh, really 2021 was when, uh, I, I took some time off in December and we had the worst, we had our, our, one of our worst businesses, business years of all time, especially the start of the year was just, uh, Josh tragic. So, um, it feels good, man. And, and we're also celebrating the launch of, I mean, I've got my leopard, Lunge, uh, lunge man, gym and swim shorts on. You've got your leopard trunks. We have also two the two prototypes of the leopard aviators from Blue Blocker. Yes, there's there was a company that decided to put my name on a pair of sunglasses. And as someone who is just a fat fuck from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, it, it feels good to really, it feels great. Uh, very few brands have touched me since I've left Men's Health almost five and a half years now. So when a brand came to us and said, we want to put your name on the sunglasses, man, it means a lot. And uh, they had the single best launch in their history. The, I mean, brand, the yeah. brand's been around since 1985. What I love working with them is that they're relatively, I mean, they're way bigger than us, don't get me wrong, but they're more they're more an agile, smaller company to work with. You're not, you know, the, the issue that we've always had working with corporations, even on an advertising, um, even in the manner of just being an advertiser is it's just so tedious right there's so many decision makers everything's got to go through like 25 opinions before you can post something blah 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 and it's just like we don't work at that clip you know we're we're we, sometimes they don't pay you when they say they're going to yeah and they got they get excuses about you know so um they were such a pleasure to work with and they were super agile and um 
it was just really fun to, to have a sunglasses like that. Back to Thanksgiving. I wasn't pissed that you worked. I was pissed that you spontaneously worked. I didn't know that was the plan. Well, th there's no, there's, there wasn't like a, a plan. I, I had a, I had a creative, I, I had a creative block. Basically, what was going on too? So I, I'm gonna spend. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this. I'm sick of talking about uh, mental health and shit like that. But yeah. I, I decided to get off this medication I was on. So I was going through that process cool, while so. trying to. Um, and by the way, the, the medication basically shuts down for me any emotion, my creativity, and my energy. So um, that that was all gone for me for the th first three quarters of 2022. I don't know how I did what I did, but I, you know, it was just, it got done. And, um, so I was transitioning away from that and still having trouble, like getting creative about, about things. Um, so then suddenly I'm walking on Thanksgiving day. I'm like, oh, this is how I have to set up all the content. And then I, but then I had to go back and I had to change all the yeah. images or the, that someone was going to develop, like with the text of the movements. Again, like you guys have no idea what goes into this content. You'll never understand it. The amount of, uh, of effort and preparation, um, I had a shoot recently with Chris Warren where we were both so exhausted that about 5 p.m. Uh, this is an all-day shoot. It's, it's like 5 p.m. We both had to like take a nap to get through the rest of the shoot. Um, yeah, you had your breakthrough moment, I think, where your brain probably was finally resetting and you got your you got your mojo back because pretty much after that day and ever since you've been on like a very creative well, I, you're on, on a your tear. old self. I'm on yeah. a tear and, and nothing's um, going to stop me now. It, you know, it's one of those things we talked about too, like... Um, I think I just got caught into such a negative feedback loop and I became such a whiny little bitch and I became soft. And I mean that non-misogynistically. For me, um, I forgot what it took for me to originally get to where I was and, and that work ethic, that determination, that willingness to do what others aren't willing to do and just, uh, and, and really just go at a tempo that no one can keep up with. You know, we're like, I've been posting three times a day. Most big brands can't uh, keep up with that. Just just posting on social media, by the way, that's a that's a um, it's three hours of my day just to post. That's a, that's a part time job for most. Sometimes a full time job for some people. People don't really work very hard these days. But um, just that 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 alone um, is such a, a task to work into your day when you have all these other things to do. So, but here's the thing, and this is about working smarter and getting better with your time and working on yourself. It used to be that you were always behind the ball. Not only did you have to post this stuff, you had to create it that day. And now you've got, you started to plan so far ahead that you have the content. So now you're just yeah. you already eliminated that big monkey on your back of having to film the content the very day of posting it. It saves an hour at least. Because as short as these videos are, everything is just, you know, you just learn that everything in the world takes longer than it looks. Oh, man. And then we had shoots. Uh, at the time of recording this, we had three shoots in a row, like each week. We had a shoot for the fashion line, sleepsallseparately.com and Blue Blocker. Bluebocker.com, by the way, uh, these glasses are, are only 600 worldwide, limited edition, so go get a pair for yourself. They're unisex. Uh, Bluebocker has, in my opinion, the best um, technology for, for the eyes. The calm and focus you get, the, the, the way things look through the lens, uh, and they're also, these are only $48. Yeah. Most aviators are over 100 bucks. so like the affordability, the durability, we, we beat them up in, in the pool during my workouts, film shoots, whatever. Um, Get them while they last. Um, shout out to Colin Ray, who I think may have gotten one of the first. I think he got one out of six hundred. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I know Cassie might have, but she, they're up there. Okay, yeah. I mean, they're 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 close. 
but yeah, we're celebrating that. And then, but then we had, uh, we had to do a shoot for, uh, YouTube, uh, this incredible push-up shoot. You guys will, you wait till you see this video, top 66 push-ups and a lot of different things coming off of that. Uh, my goal was to make it the best push-up video on the internet. Um, and if it's not, let me know if you find a better one, we'll redo it. And then uh, obviously February content, because again, like we're so far ahead now um, and we need to be, uh, but the stress of initially trying to get ahead, I was like, this is worse than trying to catch up. That's why um, people don't do it, yeah. right? That's, I think the big thing that we got into, and it, again, some people I think are going to be like, no shit, Sherlock, because if you've always been um, organized and not a pantser, you know, fly by the seat of the pants person, but like getting, um, like we're really into our planners now and managing time and um i don't i i'm 39 years old and i have like a graveyard of planners behind me um because every time you start it almost seems like more work to yeah. write things down um you don't want to take the five seconds to write things down organize your time because you're always go 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 and but then you realize once you invest in something like that and you really take the time and you have i've developed very specific strategies for the way i know my brain works and it's like now it's just i don't i can't leave home without it kind of thing um and it's totally made me not just more productive but more aware of my free time because when you always have shit floating in your head i've got to do this i got to do this i got to do this you never can actually just like you can't relax relax yeah. and you always feel like there's something to be done which there is but if you if it has its place and you know when it needs to get done then you can say, okay, yes, these other things need to get done. The work never stops. I guess that's what you just realize as an adult, right? That's the whole adulting thing. It's like, oh, life is just work all the time. Yeah. Not just work work where you get paid, but like just to take care of your home and set doctor's appointments and go to the dentist and get groceries and cook. Um, so, but then you realize, okay, I'm blocking out the work time. And then I'm also blocking out the free time, which can be sitting on my ass. It can be doing a, a, a craft if you're into that shit reading a book whatever it is um but it much like with the whole thing with you planning stuff ahead now it's it was so hard to form that habit and to get ahead of it but then the momentum of that oh no when, now when, I, when I saw dividends. the return to it yeah we're basically i i've never gotten this much content I, like my problem is i have too much content to get out i can't find enough time in the day but i've never had that problem it's like where am i going to find the content <clears throat> and for those listening too this is the first year of my adult life i'm 40 he's 40 i'm also seven years older than jesus that i have used a planner uh up until this point <laughs> the last two decades I've planned everything in my head. I haven't written anything down and I've just kind of hoped for the best. Um, so this year, like writing things down, scheduling appointments, and, and really every day I have at least five or 10 things that I'm trying to check off that push the needle in the right direction. And what I've been feeling from that is every time I check it out, check something yes. off, like the momentum. And I'm like, you know what? Let me try to get a couple more knocked off before noon. I actually get ahead. And then I find some extra time to maybe do an additional thing before dinner. Um, so I, I've just been, I've been so motivated by completion. And one thing you'll notice, people have been kind of like, oh, I wish you didn't get rid of get some gains at the end of the follow along videos or the, the workout videos. But it just says done with a check mark. And that's the theme of 2023. Just get shit done nonstop. And uh, that, that's, that's the mindset right now is, <clears throat> you know, in the history of my life, when I've set my mind to something fully, nothing can stop me. And I have that unstoppable mindset. The only thing that can stop me is the great one above at this point. And that's the way I feel about my work. And, and I haven't had that feeling in a long time. 
So I'm celebrating that um, because I hated what I was doing for a long time and just to get things done was so, it felt like pulling teeth, rollerblading uphill and ice. But you know, that's the crazy thing because uh, having that year where all the, the reason you could have relied on a no planner lifestyle and got to where you were was just your phys your sheer gifts, right? Which was your creativity, your um, extreme tolerance for like suffering, meaning like working out when you don't want to all the time. Like a 104 hot tub? <laughs> yeah, work ethic and all that. Um, and then you got on this medication, which was really made, made to completely like reset you, right? To completely like reset the wild uh, swings that you were having. But what it does is it, it, it it's not discriminatory. So it's it, it gets everything almost like to a baseline. And you had to learn that you couldn't rely on your talents anymore, your gifts. You had to completely, as if you had no, nothing. <laughs> and yeah. what does someone do that, you know, you just had to rely sheer on just organizing your time, strategy, um, grinding, I would pushing say through. A, just like, being super technical yeah. and professional. That, that, that was what, uh, like, like, oh, actually... Because I thought in order for me to do what we needed to do for us, for our goals, our business, our lifestyle, that I always had to do things like that were extraordinary. When I'm like, actually, no, I just got to be willing to do all the annoying small stuff. Like really what it comes down to is just being not just on time, but ahead of schedule. People like, you know, our service, what people are looking for, especially Express, they're trying to save time. They don't want, they don't have yeah. the time to plan their workouts. And then they also need the stuff delivered in a way that they can do them quickly, get on with their day. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just really showing up and being consistent. And, you know, speaking of like working with corporations, it's really funny because, um, we get stuff done fast and quickly and efficiently. And a lot of times it's like they're dragging ass. Right. And it's just like, and just, in, and just not just corporations, but just in working with people in general and different aspects of business, you, you really learn that like a lot of people, it's just, they don't get shit done. No. So the basic of just showing up when you say you're going to show up, you know, getting to appointments on time, delivering your deliverables on time, like just doing that basic shit puts you above like 90% of human beings. And that's why I love to go back to the basics. You know, this is a fitness podcast technically, so I'll give them a little bit of that every year because that foundation, man, it's it's like anything. You got to go back and you got to, you got to not just rebuild it, but you got to strengthen it. You got to solidify it. You got to widen it. And um, every year going back and widening the basics allows you to climb to new heights which we'll do by the end of this year. This will, if you haven't signed up for one of our 2023 pr programs, you got to go to thedailybj.com and you got to do it now. And ideally, you'll do Gorilla Corn Gains because the feedback to that has also been incredible. I, it's been five years, five and a half actually since I left myself. Actually, the cover was six years ago this month when I was on the cover of the magazine. And then also 10 years ago this month, we had our first viral video called Shit Women Say to Personal Trainers, which by the way, would cancel me uh, as fast as it would be launched today if, if I got it out. You, you can still search it. It's got 1.2 million views on YouTube on, on one of my original YouTube channels. I've had like five in my life as an entrepreneur. Um, but, uh, it, you know, like it was just so funny. We're looking back on that and it's like we had just launched StreamFit, which was uh, one of the first streaming workout platforms in the industry. And I was trying to find, you know, with, with a small budget, how can I get how can we get our name out there? And uh, and you you, sh you shared this like, oh, this is meme going around. It's called shit girls say or shit women say. Um, that was like taking over the internet. This is early, like when shit just started to go viral. Like, this yeah. is, you know, so 
And uh, and I'm like, you know, let's we should right now let's go down to the den in my little workout space in Milwaukee, a little our townhouse in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right by the river, and let's and let's film this in an hour. And in an hour, we filmed it, we posted it, and it got it got stuck on like 297 views. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. So then we went to bed, and what happened was the video went so viral so fast. At that time, the way the algorithm worked, it would actually shut down the view count to make sure this was real. Like there wasn't a robot or yeah. foul play going on. And we woke up and it was like 300,000 views. Yeah. And people were just like lots of mentions. And it was funny because at this point now, it's almost like a little time capsule of the internet and how different things were back oh, then. Yeah. Like how fast memes move now. Like that shit women say, um, it, had been, it was weeks of that. You know, like uh, some of these viral memes, they would last a really long time. And there were fewer of them, you know, like now there's, it's so fragmented. There's oh, so many different memes. It's almost like a full-time job if you want to keep up with like pop culture references. And there was only YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook at the time. There wasn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. The Instagrams or the TikToks. So obviously like. Yeah, it, it, everything was more centralized. So it was easier to hop on and get a viral video. Like I almost was like certain it was going to be viral just because of the sheer power of that that particular meme at the time. I don't even know if they used the term meme yet back then. No, it wasn't. It didn't exist. At least not in the regular vernacular. Viral video was a new concept. Yeah, it was viral. That was a big term everyone used back then. And and this one, like, legit went viral. Everyone in fitness saw it. Everyone in fitness saw it. It pissed off a lot of people in fitness. Some people were like, oh, this is so unprofessional. But it got me. Every news outlet picked it up. I mean, Shape Magazine picked it up. Women's Health picked it up. Men's Health picked it up. It, it was It was peak early 2000s humor i mean of course we can all look back at something and go oh that's not funny anymore that's not funny now which i still think it's funny but it was it was humor of the time sure like, that was the type of shit that we laughed at back then and if you were like two years old then you just you wouldn't you wouldn't get it no but, <laughs> just but, like, but, but the point to this too is people think you need a viral video to have success in the internet they, that video oh, no. didn't really do much for us no. it, it was nice for the ego and it at least it got our fun. stuff out there it was fun but really what it is it, it's the day-to-day -day content um, you know, again, it doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be like uh, never seen before. It's just good, dependable day-to-day -day content that any good online business is built upon. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, it's, it's an appreciation for that too. And, uh, finally, really, honestly, I'm, I feel like I'm finally applying what I did, uh, learn at Men's Health, which was how, how to really, um, get content out to people at, at not just, Quality content, but the quantity you need. Like, you need yeah. to hit people in the morning, midday, at night. When and people... the workflows, like, just yes. the, the managing people and working with different people and coordinating all that. It takes time, man. Sure. It takes a lot of time. So I'm grateful to see the progress in it. Glad you guys are loving the programming. Um, you know, and, you know, 2023, I, I hope for everyone listening, it becomes a true turning the page in the pandemic. Let's just, let's, let's just, let's get going. Let's get after it. Try, just commit to doing something extraordinary this year. It's, it's not going to happen necessarily in the year, but just, uh, we got to get busy. And, and I sent a news, newsletter out about this. Uh, one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption, the, uh, the Andy Dufresne has a quote in that. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. It's one of, one of the top, I think it's one of the all time films, but, uh, classic like time capsule movie from the nineties with uh, Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman at the peak of their powers. And one of the things he says is get busy living or get busy dying. And uh, that was for me uh, what this year is going to be all about. You know, like we can talk fitness. Well, I'll come back at some point and talk pure fitness for you. But I wanted to bring my wife on and uh, just talk about uh, where our minds are for this year. And uh, 
Also, you know, look, this, we're still on vacation, but you guys do matter to us. And, and uh, even when we disconnect, you guys are on my mind in terms of how I can better provide a service and keep you moving in the right direction. But this is the year, man. This is the year to set your mind to something, commit to doing something extraordinary and, and start falling in love with the process uh, with that, you know, and that's, that's part of it too, is a lot of people, they, they set goals, right, for this year. And people get discouraged at the first sign of struggle. And that's, that's going back to like the struggles of making content over the last couple of years. Like uh, you, you put a lot of work into something that doesn't do well and, and I would get crushed by it. It ruined my day. And now I'm at the point where the way I used to be, when something that I worked on didn't do well, I don't, I, I don't get sad or I get, I get pissed. And I'm like, what can I do better? And I'm like, I take it as a challenge where, um, like YouTube, if you're listening, you can't fucking stop me this year. I, I am throwing out three videos a day on YouTube. I am gonna do whatever it takes this year for that YouTube channel to finally truly grow. Um, and I take it as a personal challenge and, and not, not just like, uh, it's kind of like the mentality of a basketball player has a bad shooting night. Does yeah. go home and cry? No, they stay after not the game. The, not the great ones. No, the great one. They stay after the fucking game and they shoot extra free throws or they hit a thousand shots before they go home. And that's the approach I've been taking. When something doesn't do well, I immediately work on getting something else out that'll do better versus just feeling bad or uh, getting angry or, you know, uh, you know, having a little, oh, what the fuck? I deserve it. And, you know, that that's, that's the shift too. And so if you want to pursue something great, don't let yourself get in that mindset. The first things, things get tough. Don't throw in the towel. Understand that on the other side of that discomfort is growth. And that's where a lot of us, I think, have lost. Uh, you know, it, it gets tough. It gets tough when you lose that conditioning. Like, mm -hmm. so I know, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, what, what, are you, what are you thinking? I mean, you're growing this podcast. Yeah. And uh, you, episode 18, you just got out recently. Well, it's coming. It's coming because it goes out to my patrons first okay. on Patreon. But um, yeah, that, that episode's coming out. I mean, because you're also you're starting to market it too, and you're like so you're, you're starting to share. Like you're in that early phase where you share something, and like, oh shit, no one saw this. Yeah, or it goes mini viral, which yeah. is crazy. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, because this is a totally different world. I'm marketing to. I'm marketing stories. You know, like it, there's no visuals that are necessarily attached to them. It's a podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm strategizing on that and it's working. Like I got to say that I, I, whenever I have a, a little TikTok video that does well, I notice the bumps and listens. So it's getting new faces there um, or new ears there. I mean, for me, I think, yes, that the big thing is I'm just going to keep plugging along. And luckily for me, I do really enjoy the process. I mean, that's why I do it. That's not to say it's always like, oh, yes, I can't wait to get up and edit this this audio but um at this point i've got like a flow i'm really organizing my time on it um and i just know i just feel it's a matter of time oh, yeah. with this because um this is a podcast that it takes a lot of work to do right there's a lot of podcasts like right now bj and i we get up we this pod the podcast i do is a joke we, we literally just turn it on and we go yeah. and that's what it is i mean it's not a joke it's valuable but a lot of things in this world especially basically there's always bandwagons and we've jumped on bandwagons too but right now podcasting is the big thing that everyone thinks is going to make them like rich right so the market's just flooded with people putting out constant content right so it's super saturated and a lot of the content is this is stuff that you can just 
ramble for an hour and put it up and you've got an episode every week or whatever. And the thing that I'm doing is the exact opposite of that. It takes tens of hours before I even have a story that's ready to produce. Then I've got to record that story. I've got to clean the audio. I've got to layer the sound. I've got to, you know, there's tens of hours that go into each episode um, before it hits anyone's ears. And on top of that, I have a full-time business that I run. So it's about patience for me because, you know, some people might be able to put out 52 episodes a year or more at my, at my clip that I'm capable of doing right now. Um, you know, that's like 12 episodes a year for me. Um, so, and, and the thing about getting found on podcasts is, is quantity, right? You're trying to get as many episodes out there and then more people will see you. So for me, it's patience, it's organizing my time. And it's also not allowing myself to get burnt out because the core of that podcast is my creativity. And if I burn myself out on it, that's the first thing that you lose. And again, at, in those early stages too, you can't, you gotta be focused on completion versus performance. Meaning like, yeah, yeah. You, used to, you, oh, you, get, you put so much time into an episode, it's like, this, this one's gonna do it. And it goes out and it's like, eh, modest listens or it underperforms compared to what you normally did. And what that can do to a, an early creator is just shut them down. Well, it's funny because when I first started, it, it's one of those things I thought, oh, I'm just gonna record this episode, I'll throw some sounds on it and it'll be out the door really fast. But what I didn't account for was A, my perfectionism when it comes to certain things. And it's when you're putting like a, an audio drama together or something like that, you can't get away with the audio stuff that you can, for example, here, right? Like you might hear water sloshing or the wind. Um, I can't have that, right? So there was a level of perfectionism that suddenly it was like, I, I had to record the first episode over and over and I wasn't getting the sound I wanted. I was getting so frustrated. It was taking me like months just to get this first episode out and to get it right. And then finally I decided, okay, you're just gonna have to get this shit out. And the only way you're gonna learn anyways by continuing to make episodes. And over the course of a year, I'm now finally at the place where I'm like, oh shit, this shit sounds really good. No, let me just, it I, sounds can really I, can good. I, I'm not going to lie. Can I tweet your horn quick? Sure. The Christmas episode, um, Massacre. You call it Christmas Massacre, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's called, it's, called, it's, it's called True Horror Massacre. Yeah. Right 33 Minutes of Power. And Naomi basically, uh, one thing she does now in the show is occasionally she'll just take, she, most of it's original writing, by the way. She writes this from scratch. Then she does the voice acting, then she does all the sound design and the editing, and then she has to market it and get it out there. So there's a reason why very few people actually have a successful podcast. Early on, you got to do all of it, and it takes a lot of work, and she's, in, and she's actually starting to fine-tune the process now. But that episode, um, it's only 33 minutes, but the storytelling and um, everything that kind of goes into it, the, the, the timing of the music and, and I mean just the Christmas music later upon like one of the most sadistic human actions I've heard in history so yeah it is a little bit if you're queasy or yeah no that one's an intense episode it's These an intense not, episode um, this is horror I do horror so most of it's horror fiction but I, I would say it's closer to my big inspirations are like Alfred Hitchcock Twi Twilight Zone did I say Hitchcock Hitchcock Twilight Zone so kind of like I like the horror to be in the humanity of things. That's not to say there isn't gore and stuff like that, but I like when you the episode's over for you to just be like, okay, wait a minute, you know, and want to like talk to someone about it, right? Yeah. Because that's how I enjoy my horror. That's the kind of horror I like. Um, and then occasionally I do something called true horror, and that is just real life situations that you almost wouldn't believe if it was written because it's just like, okay, this this doesn't happen. This only happens in movies. And I cover those, I'd say every third episode or so. So that ma the massacre one is a, is a Christmas episode. It's a true 
thing that happened. It is very difficult uh, to listen to. It's a horrible thing, and it was hard. It's hard for me. Like you'll see if you listen to it, you'll hear my disgust, and um, I really hate that guy. But anyways, <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these things will glorify the, the 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 criminals. But like Naomi, Naomi brings him down to basically like an inch tall of a man. Which you, which he which was. was. Um, um, but yeah, so the but the thing is, it, it's a long game for me, and luckily it's a passion I feel. Writing's my calling. You know, there's things that I do in life that I'm happy to do, like and to pay the bills, and I'm happy to be busy. But I do feel like, uh, you know, that's the other thing. Like I was always maybe modest is the wrong word. I, I believe in modesty. I believe in not necessarily, you know, being arrogant. But I finally came. I'd say maybe a couple years ago with like, oh no, this is what I was meant to do. This is just something that comes naturally to me. I enjoy it. It gives me life creating. So the act of creating something, writing a story is literally what pumps my blood. I'll notice if I'm not doing that, I feel very down in the dumps. I feel very, you know, I can get depressed. The act of creating is what keeps me going. And I think that's really a human thing. Maybe not everyone's necessarily good at an art form or something but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the process of yeah, doing yeah you gotta have something that gives you purpose and that you're pursuing uh because a lot of days and i love hearing people's reactions like the fact that i'll like impact people who listen to the stories and they'll write me and they'll be like oh my god that ending or oh my god i was crying listening to that one that kind of stuff just to really get it really gets me going so um that i mean and part of i think the transformative thing was I, when I decided to do it, I kept hesitating to start one because I know the work involved. I didn't kid myself to think, oh, it was going to be, I, I thought it would be easier as far as the technical aspects, but I didn't think it would be easy. And I knew that in order to make that happen, I would have to kind of transform the way I did everything because I'd have to carve out what's essentially another job into my existing busy schedule. And that's when I became really, really good at and focused on organizing my time and um, just managing all that, and it's become now it's second nature to me. I actually don't start my day without grabbing my planner, planning my day, even on Sunday. Before. Yeah, Sunday yeah. nights, I always look. If I'm ever feeling unmoored or like my head's spinning, it's often like, oh, did you forgot to just sit down for five minutes today and plan your day and plan, you know, I, I usually will have, this is what I need to get done today, this is what I'd like to get done today. And then I go through that list and whatever doesn't that I don't need to get done that doesn't get done. I don't kill myself. I used to be like, oh, my God, now I'm just and I would like panic. And now it's just like, OK, we'll move this to another day. It didn't need to get done today. It would have been nice to get done today. And then I just organize my time around it. And now I can fit things. It's amazing how much better you can fit things. It's like when you're packing your car, like we're going on this trip. Yeah. And you can either throw everything in the car and the car just looks like a complete wreck. And it looks like you can't fit, you can't fit anything put everything in dad style i would say this is like a thing dads love to do um you pack everything in like a fucking game of tetris and you'll be amazed at the things you can pack in that car yeah and it's the same thing with your schedule and time management so if you're feeling overwhelmed it also forces you to take stock of what's really important and what actually does need to get done and what you could what you should be saying no to because that's another thing people don't say no to enough shit i think and you got to learn what to say no to so that you have room to say yes to the things that are important. And just having that all outside of your brain, having that to visually, at least for me, because especially me, I have working memory issues, meaning it's really hard for me to hold multiple things in my brain at the same time. Uh, it's like 
it's like being bad at juggling. Like I can juggle two things and then once you get to the third ball, balls start falling very quickly. And so I use the planner, the planning externally is basically like an extension of my working memory. I've externalized my brain onto paper and it has, it's been tremendous for me. But these are things, whether or not you have working memory, executive dysfunction issues, anyone can benefit from this. If anything, it's just gonna make you more powerful. If you don't have those issues and you take these tactics, you're only gonna be even yeah. more amazing at organizing your time. The, the way I look at it is, you know, again, like, <clears throat> I sent an email out about this recently too, about my 5,000th Instagram post. And since I've done that, I've made like 70 posts since. So this is a recent uh, newsletter. And th there was basically from a creating account in, in 2013, so almost a decade since I created the Instagram account, um, 5,000 posts would average to 1.3 posts a day. And, and there was a block of time there for six months during a mental health crisis when I was I was off social media. Um, so that that consistency is, and that just that level of just how prolific that is to like 1.3 posts a day. Like, I mean, most people have, uh, I, I would say the average person on Instagram probably has 50 to 100 posts. And again, I'm not, I'm not uh, many of you have no interest in being um, on social media or building something. But again, the reality is if you have an online business, you can't compete if you don't have a good social media presence, if you're not willing to work that level of consistency. So, well, and ironically, you don't really spend time. That, that's the thing you, you post. It's like your billboard, but you actually don't spend your personal time. No, I post and ghost. I don't look yeah. at, I don't look at anyone's stories. Really I don't look at your stories because I yeah. live with you. I don't need to know your stories. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't use it personally. I'll occasionally see like Jeremy Scott and I'll, I'll like a Jeremy Scott post cause he's, uh, he's a friend and he's wearing our black joggers. Um, but you know, it, for me, it's, it's strictly business. It's strictly, it's a game. It's a game I have to play, um, to do what we have to do. And I'm just focused on, uh, not necessarily it's the performance of the stuff, but, uh, the consistency of getting the content out, seeing how it does, being okay with the stuff that doesn't do well and trying to find ways to learn from that so that it does better the next time versus getting depressed or demoralized. And, um, you know, th that's really, that that's really what I was like, Oh wow. So I just, remember what this is all about, right? It's just getting the workouts done. It's about getting the posts out. It's about getting the emails out. Uh, and, and that's really a thing for you and I, and for a lot of people listening, this vicious combination of procrastination and perfectionism and how they, yeah. they feed each other and, and put you in situations where you like, you can never achieve what you wish to do because of this, the crippling nature of these two P's. Yeah, you know, uh, it's peepee. Yeah, it is peepee. It's bad. It's bad news. It's peepee water. And uh, the way I, I've been able to overcome that is, in some cases, because I know about myself, I perform best under a deadline. But when I put these deadlines well in advance of when they actually have to be done, like you know, I have to shoot February's content in early January. Yeah, because it's I, 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 need, I need to give the editor weeks to edit this content because that's how long it takes by the way to edit these fucking videos i mean like it's a it is a full-time gig hope you enjoy them uh it's a lot of work shout out to Catalina in romania who's been putting in the work on those edits um but that's really what it is is it's got to get out it, it, you know it's never going to be perfect but you know that the faster you get it done the faster you can get feedback on it to improve it that's the difference versus trying to get something out perfect the first time through and expecting like 
everyone in the world to love it or appreciate it. And, and by the way, that's not going to happen. So all it's going to do is just depress the shit out of you. You'll never make anything again. And you get you totally off track of what the whole thing is, which is just the process and the act of completion. Getting things done, getting the workouts done, planning your meals, uh, uh, pr- preparing your meals in advance, uh, planning ahead for really stressful times when, okay, I'm going to have to probably um, make sure that I, I change my workout schedule this week or I'm going to do it Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday because I don't want to do a workout in a day that's the most stressful day of my week or, you know, this is the type of stuff, the planning and preparation in advance um, that comes with people focused on getting things done versus achieving goals. You know, it's funny too, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring this all together to like anxiety and stuff like that because I've always found myself to be, you wouldn't know it, right? Like if you, if you didn't know me, cause I had come off as very like chill generally, but I was actually always, I've always been, because I think it's a perfectionism thing, right? Like I have to get everything done. I have to get it done fast. And if I don't get it done fast, I, I instantly go to panic mode. So I'd be, I'd be very wired and just kind of like always underneath it was like that um will ferrell skit where there's like a storm brewing beneath you know in the hot tub uh, above the surface above this calm yes but beneath the surface i, f- I forget the exact yes quote. um the the is yes Hernandez. this is an snl skit but the point being that underneath this calm exterior it was like a storm constantly there's a flurry of activity yes and um something i've just noticed and i don't know if it, know if it's just because of the pandemic and the amount of just like sheer brutality that was thrown in those years of just like the things that we've all had to endure but the things i've had to endure particularly myself but i've gotten really way more chill about things that i can't control and i think part of that is getting better at controlling the things i can control right so this whole like stepping back just kind of like relearning how to be me and how to manage my time and everything like that but like a good example was we got I got called to jury duty when we were about to leave um and I couldn't postpone it because I'd already done it once because the first time they called us was in December it's like don't you know it's business time by the way I, I I served he did so then I'm but it would have gnawed at me because what they kept doing was they put me on standby that Monday because I could have gone Monday I could have gone Tuesday no problem but we were leaving on Thursday and I'm just like they keep putting me on standby I'm like they're gonna call me when I'm supposed to be on vacation I'm gonna get like and normally this is what the old me would have been like oh my god they're gonna ticket me I'm gonna go to jail I'm gonna like that's literally how I used to be like I always think of worst case scenarios part of why I'm good at writing horror is because I'm always thinking of worst case scenarios so my brain is always thinking of the worst and then I have stories out of it but I was super like I was uncharacteristically chill about it I was just like yeah it's gonna work itself out because I'm not going like I'm, I'm happy to do my civic duty but not on vacation and then they called me the day before and I'm like these mother they're gonna want me to serve on some like murder trial I just know it you know and I get to the front and I tell the guy and I said well he's like well you want to postpone it? and I said well you guys said I couldn't postpone it anymore and he was like no nah, I got you postpone it for me let me walk out that same day which I was expecting usually they even they don't let you walk out they make you stay there the whole day to then tell the judge why you think you should not serve which is ironic because it's like, listen, I, I can't serve. You're making me sit here all day, but I got to go. Um, but it all worked out. So well, you start know. to learn. You start to get just like a callus, right? Like when shit goes down, it's really hard. It sucks. But when you get out the other side of it, you really start to like learn that, oh, I'm only going to get through this life if I start not worrying about the shit I have no control over, like whatsoever. Like waking up on Black Friday with a kidney stone. 
Oh God, we don't even have time for that story. <laughs> we don't have time for that story. That, that was that, that was that, a reality, that's its by own the way. Podcast. Yeah, basically, Naomi. Oh my God. Got a kidney stone after Thanksgiving, and we had to take her to the ER, and uh, that's a whole other episode. But um, what we did learn from that is the importance of hydration. Yes, it's a it's a problem for me. Uh, I, I hyper focus and I forget to take care of myself. It's always been an issue, and that includes hydrating. Number one rule, by the way, is you want to start right. Make your first habit of the year oh. drinking enough water. Make that all you focus on for a fucking week, and it'll make such a difference in the way you feel, move, and perform. You don't want one. Trust me. I've been plugging, like, unlike anything I've ever... I think something's broken. It's always been broken, like, in my brain, because I just don't experience thirst. I know that's so weird, but, like, I have to be dying to feel thirst. So, for me, drinking water has been an active thing. I constantly have to tell myself to drink water. It's like a toddler. My brain's like a toddler in this capacity. We got to do a whole episode because also I think I, I think it'd be interesting to talk about part of health is our healthcare system. And um, I'm now there's an, a case open with the state against that ER for how I was treated. And uh, I think it'd be an interesting thing to talk about because uh, part of health is is what happens when you need help and you're at your weakest. And um, it was crazy. It was a crazy story. That the whole I mean, we got three minutes left before we have to shut this off. Um, we got to pack up and leave, and then the phone is about to die. But I the, on that clip. while I was there and just surrounded by so many sick people, because it, it was overcrowded, and uh, I mean, since the pandemic, man, what, what medical workers have been facing is just it's inhumane to them. Uh, shout out to them for just finding a way to keep doing it. But mm-hmm. man, uh, all I learned from that experience is I never want to get sick unless I absolutely have to be. You know, like to be the, at the mercy of others. Oh my god! Because they they would just not get Naomi any attention. Naomi was rolling on the ground, ass up. Um, like I thought this was it. Like I was already planning. Okay, how am I gonna? I, I immediately my, my survivalist brain is like, okay, I gotta. Do I know the password to our to this account so I can pay the bills next Monday? Because that's where I my mind was going. She was in such pain, and uh, people didn't even give her the time of day. And uh, I was just like, wow, I. I'm ne- it never I'm I've never cared more about my body than I have since that day because I never want to let my body have to be up in the hands of someone else unless it's it's beyond my control if something's you know like there's a lot of stuff you can control when it comes to your health you know what you put in your mouth uh, how you move your body the stuff you do to just maintain your body as it ages uh, that is completely within your control that's just effort. And uh, there's one thing I I hope to leave you with in this episode is take care of your body this year. Those wet markets aren't going anywhere. And if we find ourselves again in another uh, pandemic type situation, um, I hope that um, you're more equipped from a health standpoint than you were the last time. Because, um, you know, the people that seem to have the hardest time with that you know, they, they had some pre-existing health conditions. And uh, our healthcare system <laughs> has much to be desired. It, has, it, has, it may never fully recover. I mean, it's, we've lost a lot of people, like, literally sure. lost them to death because they were helping us and they got sick as they did it. And or they burnt out. And I don't blame them. They saw so much death and suffering and were not, you know, they got people clapping, for, at, you know, on balconies for them. That's what they got. And yeah. free pizza days at the hospital. So, um, a so lot of people left. It's always good to end the podcast on a high note, positive <laughs> note. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back with a lot of episodes this year. Uh, 
I do want to find a way to put more effort and attention into this podcast. Um, but I'm not going to stress myself out about it either. I might have to, occasionally I'm just going to have to come or maybe more often than not, I'm just going to have to fucking cast to you from my hot tub when I finally get some free moments and I actually can relax and talk to you in a positive way. So happy new year. Thanks for listening. Let's have a great year together. Love you guys. Peace.